Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waldman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Welcome back to another episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. I get to be your host today. So my name is Joe Oltman. Joe the Gallows Oltman. I think I should say that, Mr. Producer. Yeah, Um, keep that. Yeah, and I got a couple phone calls today. I got an email from a news source. I think it was like Washington Post or, or the New York Times. And they said, hey, do you care to comment on the fact that you said that you want to send Democrats to the gallows? And I went, I didn't say I want to send Democrats to the gallows. I, I, I think I said I want to send the media to the gallows, the mainstream media to the gallows, radical leftists to the gallows, traitors to our nation to the gallows. And they all kind of fit in the same bucket. And some of these Antifa crap bags that are trying to hurt people. They can go to the gallows, too. I just told them I was going to tighten my rope. So I, I, sent, I sent back a couple quotes. So if you see any articles that are out there that talk about Joe Oltman is talking about sending people to the gallows, I did. I said that. I said that, you know, the, the um, adequate response for treason is 100% being hung by your neck till you're dead. I don't even care if you're two inches off the ground as long as you can't breathe and you're a traitor to our nation. I, I said it. Sorry. Sorry. Vengeance is God's, but consequences belong to us as written by the Constitution. So, hey, today's going to be an awesome day. We, we have Lynn Wood with us, and Lynn is, we're going to talk about some things that he, some revelations that he um, put out there today, and I think that some of those revelations came from uh, Garrett uh, Ziegler, I'm pretty sure, Ziegler, and Garrett, if you don't know, worked for the Trump campaign and has an organization called Marco Polo, and he works with others to uncover things that have happened with Joe Biden um, and the, the Hunter Biden laptop, the drug abuse, and um, basically all the bad things that you could actually do and get away with if you were a part of a criminal enterprise. That's what Hunter Biden did. And then obviously the um, diary of Biden's daughter, which is absolutely disgusting. I don't know if you got a chance to see that. Um, very, very sad, very sad. Um, but without further ado, let's bring Lynn in and let's talk about um, the fire. <laughs> and a little bit of truth, or a lot of truth. Lynn, you there? I'm here. I'm here, Joe. And, you know, you're my brother in Christ, so I, I'm going to go with Lynn Firing Squad Wood. <laughs> Lynn you Firing Squad Wood. <laughs> you want to well, hang him. And I believe the Justice Department in November of 2020 reaffirmed publicly that the uh, Justice Department still recognizes firing squads. So I believe that anyone involved in treason in an effort to overthrow our country and our Constitution, put him in front of a firing squad and shoot him. Yeah, look, I, I think that I, 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 I agree with you. I don't wish death upon any man, and I've seen a lot of death. I do not either. And, um, you know, in, see, in seeing death, you, you can't help but, you know, feel for those families and even the people that die. And you, you can't see it when they're, when they're dead on the ground, the evil that they possessed or the things that they did wrong. 
Um, but I've seen it on both sides. I've seen uh, evil, evil people be um, neutralized, and I've seen good people uh, at the other end of, of really evil people. So um, it's tough to watch, but one thing that we have as a nation is we have a nation that's under God and that it, it, it should stand for the ethical and moral behavior of man, and it doesn't today. And a lot of what we're dealing with has to do with the fact that these radical leftists, these terrorists, these communist terrorists of our society have um, orchestrated a coup against the American people. But today, Lynn, you, you posted something about Tucker and Biden. I thought that was interesting. And the whole world is blown up over this. So what, what, what did you share today? <laughs> Let's start well, there for those who don't know. Let, let me, let, let me, let me uh, first get my brother in Christ, Garrett Ziegler, off the hook. Uh, because some of the things I posted today as they relate to Michael Flynn were not based on any information I got from Garrett Ziegler. Now, to your question, I did um, speak with Garrett Ziegler, and I did post uh, some emails between Hunter Biden and Tucker Carlson that the two of them, and there's more, the two of them demonstrate that uh, old Tucker and Hunter Biden are buddies. Now, if you had the benefit or you've had to suffer through it, I guess would be a better way of saying it, of learning about Hunter Biden primarily from his laptop, disgusting is a mild way to describe the type of person that Hunter Biden is. Birds of a feather flock together. I believe that simple truths are simple truths. So when you see the type of person that Hunter Biden is, one of the birds in his flock is Tucker Carlson. He puts up a great image on t television, looks like a patriot. What I know about Tucker Carlson now, I wouldn't trust Tucker Carlson any further than I could throw him. So the problem is not one that I created. It's not one that Garrett Ziegler created. It's a revelation of truth about Tucker Carlson and his buddy-buddy friendship with Hunter Biden. Yeah, so let, let's 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 peel this back a little bit. You know, obviously Tucker Carlson um, did an interview with Kyle Rittenhouse, and as soon as I saw that interview, I knew that it was I, I knew it was false. I knew that it was a personal attack against Lynn Wood. And what was interesting is a couple weeks before that, Lynn, you predicted. I, I like to call it seeing around corners, but you predicted that they were going to do something because they started talking about you in relation to Kyle Rittenhouse's case. It's like almost like they were warming it up a little bit. And, and here we are l watching the interview. I watched the interview with, with um, Kyle Rittenhouse, and I couldn't, I couldn't get out of my mind the fact that this young man was lying. And you could see as he was talking to Tucker Carlson, and it didn't make any sense. Like the cases about the, th the three men that he shot, the cases about why were you on the street, and all of that turned to how do we attack Linwood, right? I mean, it, it felt like it. And John Pierce, by the way, is unscathed, left alone. You know, the, the fired, disgraced attorney that represented him as a criminal attorney, all of a sudden, all eyes were on Linwood. They were not on John Pierce. And you were under personal attack, which what felt like an orchestrated attack against you. And then some of the other questions came up in subsequent interviews. And those questions were, oh, we, we don't stand for election. We don't believe that the election was ever stolen. Right? 
So why do you think this is, Lynn? Why, why, are, they, why are they attacking you with such fervor? Well, I can tell you that the best way I can describe it is it's the deep state. Uh, the deep state is made up of the military-industrial complex. Now it's pharma, big pharma. Uh, it's the CIA, the FBI. It's the cabal of people that probably work for the cabal, the Illuminati. I did see it coming because I saw where Sean Hannity, who is also deep state, had kind of introduced the idea that Fight Back had a film made, a video, that had demonstrated, at least from a video standpoint, the events of the night in Kenosha when Kyle shot the three people. And I remember in the inter- he introduced it, this was done by Lynn Wood, one of the attorneys. He did that twice, so I saw it coming. I was not Kyle Rittenhouse's criminal lawyer. No. I'm not a criminal lawyer. I did agree at, his, at John Pierce's request <clears throat> from Mrs. Rittenhouse, Wendy, to be his defamation lawyer for any cases that might uh, be viable <clears throat> after he was exonerated. So what they did, and they did it starting with Tucker Carlson on Fox News, they'll be sued soon. They orchestrated among many deep state actors what amounted to Lynn Wood driving, uh, riding in a car on Dealey Plaza without a bubble top roof, and they took a shot to assassinate my character. They missed. And I'm going to get every damn one of them. I know what they did. I know why they did it. I know a lot about libel law. God allowed me to learn it over 25 years. I laughingly told somebody today I never thought that the best libel case I'd ever seen would be mine. But it is. Not one of the people, including Tucker Carlson, including Sean Hannity, who have my number. Not Charlie Kirk, not Dan Bongino, not Marjorie Taylor Greene. None of them even picked up the telephone to ask me for my side of the story. They were not interested in the truth. They were only interested in publishing a false smear, many smears, to try to assassinate my character. And once again, I remind you, they missed. When you shoot the king, don't miss. They, well, they so, missed. So that you know, that brings me down to the you know we, we've we've seen all of these fires going on everywhere, and you know, obviously, I called you up and I was like, I, I know for a fact this is not true. I know what they're saying is not true. If you would not have used well, your they, resources and your reach, there would never have been Kyle Rittenhouse would have never gotten out of jail. And if he did, it'd be six now, months, nine months. Without the without the efforts of Fight Back Foundation, and, and actually who they insulted and demeaned were the thousands of hardworking American patriots who made the donation so that Kyle could have a legal team set up and ultimately could get his $2 million bail to get out of jail as soon as possible. So they insulted and demeaned those patriots. Fight Back was the entity involved in trying to help Kyle. Not Lynn Wood, but I was a founding board member with John Pierce and Lawson Pettigo, and they wanted to focus on me. Here's what I did personally. 
when we got down to $150,000 left to make the $2 million bail, and I believe this was dating around November 19th or 20th of 2020, I was introduced by Joe Flynn, Mike Flynn's brother, to Rick Schroeder, the former actor. Yeah. Said he wanted to help. He offered to loan Fight Back the $150,000 that was the amount we needed to get to the $2 million. Yeah, yeah. But he wanted, he wanted it to be a loan, and he wanted Lynn Wood individually to sign a personal guarantee for that loan. Which you did. Because I felt it was important, I did, because I felt it was important to get this young boy out of the Kenosha jail as soon as possible for his safety, as John Pierce agreed, I signed that note. But 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 here's so the, here's where now the I have myself well, now I have myself now I find myself being accused falsely of being a grifter who kept him in jail to make money on him. I never made a dime off Kyle Rittenhouse. I got him out as quick as I could, consistent with what his criminal lawyers wanted done, and I put my neck on the line for one hundred fifty thousand dollars. The stories that Kyle Rittenhouse is telling and that are being republished by members of the media like Tucker Carlson are damnable lies, and I can prove it. It won't take me 15 minutes to prove it. Well, and it, what's have you reached out to Tucker Carlson and had him issue a retraction? Has, has there been any, any sort of retraction that has been offered? Have, has Fox News said anything? Has any of these news sources that are out there talking about what happened with Kyle Rittenhouse, have any of them stepped forward and said, hey, we're sorry, and said, we'll go, we'll go live and say that this is, isn't what happened? Have any of them even attempted it? Yeah. Do you do you think when they intentionally tried to smear me, they're going to voluntarily say they were wrong? No. no South no. Carolina law, South, Car- South Carolina law, some of the research we've done so far, does not require a retraction demand. I'm going to sue them. All right. And when they get the lawsuit, if they want to be smart, they can retract, but they cannot limit the damage, particularly the punitive damages that they're going to owe to me. So... I haven't reached out to Tucker Carlson, even though he has my phone number. He reached out to me at the end of August about doing an interview about Kyle Rittenhouse. And I told him in the text, you need to talk to John Pierce. He's his criminal defense lawyer. Tucker Carlson knows the truth, but he wanted to intentionally publish the lies for the agenda of the people that want to assassinate my character so that I'm not believed when I speak truth to the American public. This is about child sex trafficking. They know that I'm on it, and they want to try to destroy my credibility so people will not believe the information I provide them. That's game, set, match. I know exactly what they did. I know exactly who was behind it. I know exactly why they did it. They didn't fool me. And, as you know spiritually, they don't fool God. He knows everything. He knew it before they were going to do it he knows the future he he fights my battles for me so he so does let me, it through his other children and that's why people are now beginning to come out and to provide me with information to have the courage to stand up for me in the public and say this is a lie the people on the board of fight back who lived the experience with kyle firsthand they're aghast because they know the nature of the heinous lies that are being told. Soon the public will know it if they don't already know it. So, again, 
I'm not going to give them a chance to retract. If they want to retract, they got they're big boys. They know how to do it. I'm going well, to sue them. I, I don't think that truth really matters these days anymore. I just don't. I mean, it's 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 a sad it's a sad state of affairs when we're sitting here having a conversation about what's true and what's not true, and we can't get to the we can't get to the bottom of it because, frankly, the media is the one that spends most of their time most of their time, you know, making up all sorts of stuff in order to create conflict. I mean, it feels like it's purposeful well, to just create conflict. Well, let's, let's put it in the proper terms. Ephesians 6. Yeah. We do not battle against flesh and blood. Our battle is with powers and principalities, good versus evil, God versus the devil. So what do you expect? Jesus is truth. He is the way, the truth, and the life. The only absolute truth in this world is Jesus Christ, is our Lord and our Savior. So you've got people influenced by the devil that are going to do the opposite of truth. They're going to lie. So it doesn't surprise me that we're in a constant battle between truth and lies because it is a spiritual battle in the heavens that is played out on earth. God allows it to play out on earth to teach people lessons. Even, I believe, our country is going to be taught a lesson. God controls the devil. Ask Job. He has to give the devil permission to attack one of his children. And then when he's attacked and the person has learned this lesson, he cuts off access. So I know what's going on. I know it plays out in humans, but I know it's a battle between God and the devil. That's, that's what helps me get through all of this nonsense. I've been going through this, Joe, for two years. I know. One side after another played against me. Well, I think I know why. So, but so, I know this. I'm on the side of victory because I'm on God's side. God is on my side. One man in God is a majority. God's will shall be done on earth as it is in heaven. And truth, in time, God's time, will prevail over lies. And every lie will be revealed. We're living in a time of revelation. Then we're going to move to repentance and revival. And when our nation turns its eyes and faces back to God, we're going to live in a time of restoration. He will restore the soul of our country. In the process, he's going to restore the souls of a lot of individuals who are children of God. That's how I get through the battles that I fight every day, that when I look back on it two years ago and think, what in the world? All I wanted initially was for the president to give Richard Jewell the Presidential Medal of Freedom posthumously. I had a lawsuit against Elon Musk for a good man, Vernon Unsworth, who was the hero of the Thai uh, child rescue, the cave rescue. And then I met with the president at his request in March. I was a big supporter of the president's. Next thing I know, I'm under attack by people that used to work with me in a lawsuit that made no sense. It's full of lies. Then I'm obviously advocating for the president. I then find us at November the 3rd, and I knew the election was illegal. And I started going to work to try to do what I could as one person to make a difference to show 
that the election was illegal. It was an attempt to overthrow our government. In the early part of 2020, I was writing on Twitter that we were not going to have an election, that we were in a color revolution. I saw that they were going to try to overthrow our government. I also tweeted back on the days before they threw me off Twitter on December the 31st of 2019. I tweeted that 20-20 will be a year that America see, th- see things more, more clearly. I was right. I'm not always right, but I'm a lot more right than I am wrong. I'm imperfect. Yeah, so... But I do my best to tell truth, and I think that's why they attack me. It's, it, it doesn't really matter what the issue is. If it's an issue that they want to carry the day on for their nefarious reasons, and I'm telling the truth about it, they're always going to attack me. The more you're doing God's will, the more the devil will attack you. But you will defeat him every time, and your faith will go stronger. And when they try to tear me down, the more they try to tear me down, the higher God will lift me. I know and understand from my faith exactly how God works. This podcast is sponsored by Air Med Care Network, the premier insurance plan to cover you and your household should any of you suffer a medical emergency and need to be airlifted to a hospital. We don't get to choose when a disaster strikes. You don't get to choose how you get taken to the hospital. Anyone who has been taken to a hospital or has a loved one who's gone to a hospital by ambulance, you know it's very expensive and you know insurance won't usually cover it. Well, when you have to be airlifted by a helicopter, it's much more expensive. And yeah, insurance won't cover that either. Air Med Care Network exists to make sure you don't risk bankruptcy in the event that someone in your house has to be airlifted to a hospital for medical treatment. So when you sign up at the link in our description, airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily, and use promo code daily, not only are they going to give you coverage for your entire household for one year for $85, but they're also going to give you money back up to 50 bucks, depending on how many years you sign up for. So again, that's airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily, and use promo code daily to get up to $50 back. So... I, you know, I've spent quite a bit of time with you and, you know, I don't question, I've never questioned your faith. And, um, but I, but I have, I mean, I, if we just put it out there, I have been trying to, um, get people to reconcile and you put out a, a invite to invite, um, General Mike Flynn, uh, Patrick Byrne, Doug Billings, Joe Flynn, all to, to Motley. I didn't invite Joe Flynn. Okay. You didn't invite Joe Flynn. You invited everybody else. Yeah, Joe Flynn works behind the scenes. The face man of being Flynn and Byrne and... Uh, is this... Patrick, is this... Patrick Byrne, Flynn, and, and, and they're the face men. So is this Doug, a come on invite? Down. Doug, Doug, and Doug Billings, I almost forgot about Doug. Doug's a soldier for Mike Flynn's army. Problem so, is Mike Flynn's army's not fighting the same side as ours. So, so let, me, let me ask you this question because it's come up now. There's been probably 30 or 40 questions that have come up. Is, it a, is this a, and, and I think I know the answer to it, but I want them to hear you say it. Is this a um, genuine offer to sit down with these, with these men? Absolutely. They used my hospitality in the past to come here to do what I thought was to work on election uh, fraud. I don't think that's what they were doing now that I've learned what I've learned. But they're always welcome to come back. It's a legitimate offer. 
but I want it to be public. I want him to sit across the table from me with the camera rolling so nobody can deny what was said or not said. I want the public to see the truth. And I'm happy to have that, as I said, convene at Tamatli. And let's talk about it. Let's ask the questions and let's get the real truthful answers. Now, having made that good faith offer, it is also my belief that they are cowards. They do not want to face the tough questions. They do not want to answer the tough questions. I don't believe they'll show up. They'll make excuses. But the invitation is bona fide. I'll work with you or anybody else to get it where people can see it in real time. I have nothing to hide. So I'm willing to do it. They won't show up, I believe, because they've got a lot to hide so, that they so, don't want to face with the American public. So, so let's let's hypothetically say that they all came to to um, to Motley and they sat down and we you started because I mean I got to tell you I'm going to be the first one in the room. I'm going to I'm going to invite myself to that party. Um, first one I, in the room is going to be Jesus Christ. No, Jesus is always in the room. He didn't, he doesn't have to arrive. He's always exactly. there. Right? That's why I said he's first. He's first. He's first and last. He's always there. But, but I mean, you know, what what do you put the chances of of reconciling? I mean, is there is there a chance to reconcile? Is there a chance to to get to the the bridge of of uh, forgiveness in this in this conversation? Is it possible? I mean, I think it's possible because I've told you that I th- I think it's possible. But I mean, is it possible? In your mind, is it possible? Oh. All things are possible with God. So you you look at what I've said earlier. It's truth versus lie, good versus evil, God versus the devil. So if they come here and they continue to lie, they're not going to find a reconciliation because truth is not going to ever concede a settlement to a lie. If they come here and they tell the truth and they admit what they've done, and it's in essence, by doing so, repent of their wrongdoing, then there can be a peaceful resolution. Short of that, I don't believe there's any chance of a peaceful resolution. It's got to be truth and truth on both sides of the table. I am confident that truth is on my side. If they can come here and convince me with facts that I'm wrong, then I'll be the first to admit it and say I'm sorry and repent of what I've said. But I don't think I'm wrong, Joe. I've been in the middle of this hurricane, this storm, for too long, and I've learned how they operate. I know what they're doing. I know what they're hiding. So I don't believe that I'm going to be proven wrong. But as I said, if they can come here and bring, what people say these days, bring the receipts and answer the questions honestly, then maybe we can find a way to find peace. Because either I'll admit that I'm wrong, or they will admit that they're wrong. I just don't believe I'm wrong, Joe, because I follow Jesus Christ. He is my Lord. He is my Savior. I do not judge other people's faith. I extend people grace. They're entitled to believe what they want to believe, so we agree to disagree. But if you've got people that follow Jesus on one side of the table and people that do not follow him on the other side of the table, there's not going to be an agreement. There's going to be division. Jesus came to divide us between believers and non-believers. I'm not going to compromise the truth to make peace. 
Well, the the truth for me is. So do very... I think I'm going to be right? Yeah. I don't know that. The, I don't know that Mike Flynn or Doug Billings or Patrick Byrne follow Jesus Christ and believe that He is the Son of God. Was buried, rose from the dead, died on the cross, rose from the dead. I don't know if they believe that. I know some of them use His name, but you have to look at people and judge them not by what they say not even by what they do, but to, in order to understand what fruits they bear, you've got to find whether or not they have a close personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Are they led by Jesus, or are they not? You're either on God's side or you're against him. Well, I mean, so... There's no compromise. There's no in-between. I have concerns based on the occult prayer that Michael Flynn gave and how Doug Billings has distorted the truth to try to explain it away, and Patrick Byrne has distorted the truth to explain it away, I have concerns that the fruit that they bear does not show me that they are true believers and follow Jesus Christ. That's why we've got a battle between truth and lies, good versus evil, God versus the devil. We know who wins. So... So let's 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 let's. I want to walk back a few other things because there's a guy in the middle of all of this that that concerns me, and I've done an immense amount of research. We have our researchers, um, uh, Seamus. That's specifically Seamus is doing a ton of research on um, on him specifically, and the people tied to him, and that person is David Hancock. So as Professor David Clements properly labeled him. David Fraudcock. David Fraudcock. And and look, he's he's under investigation. He has multiple lawsuits. He's got, excuse me, he has a lawsuit that has multiple um, allegations against him. Um, he's got a, a litany of relationships that he's destroyed along the way. He lost his trident um, in the Navy as a Navy SEAL. He had people that that I was able to confirm very clearly that that while he was in the military had little to no regard for him as a person because of his lack of ability to tell the truth. That's David Hancock, right? Fraudcock, Hancock. I'm going to call him Hancock. But what, and, what I would say about him is I talked to his chief. I, I, I let him infiltrate my property for a couple of months in the summer of 2020. He came here as an embed. He created a scene and got thrown off the property right before Michael Flynn showed up. So Dave Hancock, I spoke after the fact because I trusted him. He told me he was close to finding Jesus. He knew that would appeal to him. He knew that I would have intimate conversations with him about my faith. I didn't know at the time that he was surreptitiously recording them. He created incidents here that he tried to use in the propaganda media to attack me. He was an embed. CIA embed, deep state embed. He was an embed of the enemy. So David Hancock, when I spoke finally after he was off my property, I was put in touch with his chief in the Navy SEALs. His words, not mine. He described David Hancock as a fraud, a thief, and a con man. Now, David Hancock has been obsessed with me on Twitter and on Telegram, Linwood Speaks Lies. He's been attacking me in every aspect of my life. I even found out 
a couple of days ago when I got a letter from the Georgia Secretary of State finding that I had not committed voter fraud, who do you think their witness was? David Fraudcock. Fraudcock has been a embed of the enemy, whether it's called the CIA or the deep state, all fits the same, same group of people, who has been assigned to attack and destroy Lynn Wood. He claims that he ran fight back. That is a lie. He was here from August, I believe, the 26th or so from his own admission until around October the 25th when I kicked him off the property for tearing up my uh, Oak Alley intentionally and then creating an incident where he was so crazy that I had to take his gun away from him. Think about that. A 68-year-old man at the time took away the gun of a alleged Team 5 Navy SEAL. So Hancock... Well, he is, kind of, he is kind of a short little guy, Lynn. <laughs> well, I, I kind of laughed. Sorry, I had, was, say, you know, I, I had to say it. I had to say man, it. I, I took his, he had his gun in his right holster, and I thought, this man's crazy. He might shoot me. And I took his gun away. I whipped it out with my left hand and tra- transferred it to my right hand and pointed away from him and said, I got your gun. Get out of my house. He was on the phone conveniently with one of his co-conspirators in fraud, Aaron Vick. Yeah. Well, after I got Hancock out of here, Jordan Moloch and Aaron Vick claimed that they wanted to stay and help me with security, that they knew that David Hancock was no good, that he had attacked them in the past. So I let them stay until I realized that they were no good. Since then, I found out that a guy named Jeffrey Wobig, who was here before David Hancock, coming out of Steve Wynn, I found out that they were involved in a scheme down in Puerto Rico to obtain a government con- a government contract for some thirty plus million dollars for COVID supplies, where it's alleged that they got defective supplies, repackaged them, and sold them. No telling how many people they harmed. Vic has been charged and is now on the run in Puerto Rico. I suspect in due time, David Hancock, unless he's protected by the company. David Hancock's going to also be involved in that. I know that I found out in mid-November that David Hancock had hacked our fight-back computer domain illegally, felony. I then subsequently learned that he stole the fight-back donor list and used it to raise funds for Kyle Rittenhouse under the guise of Free Kyle USA. One of his problems with the Navy SEALs was he formed a charity, allegedly, to raise money for the families of deceased Navy SEALs. While, while he, he was in while the military. While yeah. he was in the military. That's I don't know good. that he raised any money. They caught it in time. That was an insult to the Navy SEALs. The Navy SEALs, they take excellent care of the SEALs who die. They take excellent care of their funeral and burial, and they take extra care of their families because SEALs lay it on the line in a unique and extraordinary way. So that plus government credit card fraud is what got him put up for a dishonorable discharge. They pulled his trident. He then weaseled his way, the con man, into saying he had a drug addiction on Valium. So they then legally had to treat him. So he managed to get them to discharge him on a medical discharge. He is a fraud, a thief, and a con man. And he's the one that all of a sudden pops up in Kyle Rittenhouse's matter. 
fight back had said at a board meeting that we would elect David as the executive director. We needed help. He claimed to be able to do it all. Within two weeks of the decision to extend him an offer, we withdrew it and did not hire him because we all wanted rid of him. He was no good. He was incompetent. Now he's got a false story out there that he somehow operated and ran fight back. That's a lie. He says, well, I was the one trying to get all the money for Kyle Rittenhouse for fight back. That is a lie. He was working almost primarily on a project for Sapelo Island. I was the person that was the point person with John Pierce as the criminal lawyer that was doing the work to raise the money for Kyle. David Hancock is a liar. So I then when I saw that, that he was controlling Kyle, not because I wanted to get even with him, I had basically ignored his foolishness on social media. Sometimes it really irritates the devil when you just ignore him. But when I saw what he was doing with Kyle, I was concerned about Kyle and Wendy Rittenhouse's well-being. So I went after David Hancock. I did it for them, not for me. What I've learned tells me that I was right, that David Hancock was using these people through a charity called Free Kyle USA and the Milo Fund there's no telling how much money he raised, and there's been no accounting as to what he did with that money. I think there will be in time, because he violated law when he used our donation list, and he's got poor Kyle out sitting windy, writing letters for money for unpaid attorney's fees. I'm afraid they're committing wire fraud, because we talked to the lawyer uh, for Kyle, and he told us that he had about $90,000 in unpaid attorney's fees. Lawson Pedigo had been talking with them periodically months ago to let them know that when Fightback got the bail money back, that of the money specifically earmarked for Kyle's bail, as opposed to the general donations to the foundation, approximately $1.25 million. We kept meticulous records that we would look at any unpaid bill for fees or attorney's fees or investigative fees, and if they were reasonable and necessary, found, Fight Back Foundation would pay them. So you got them on the one hand saying, oh, we don't have any money. Give us money. Give us money. When, in fact, they knew that Fight Back still would stand by Kyle Rittenhouse to make sure as best we could that our donors' wishes were served. So... I learned after we, when we raised the $2 million, John Pierce said, well, you got to either deliver it in person to Kenosha or you can send it to my trust account. And then as the agent of Fight Back, I'll pay the, pay the bond. Well, listen, <laughs> I didn't want to go to Kenosha, so we sent it to John. It's documented in emails. It's documented in the wire transfer. Fight Back posted the bail. Then I find out, before I knew that Hancock was involved with them, I find out that John told the clerk when he filled out the forms that the money was supposed to be returned to him at his home address. That's a lie. That's fraud. I even have learned that John tried and may have successfully borrowed money against the fund, the bail money, as collateral. That's a violation and a felony. You're not allowed so to do we that. notified the court right. that, I mean, that we and we notified the court that the money needed to be returned to fight back. We paid the we posted the bail. It has to come back to us under law. 
And then all of a sudden, the Mockingbird media goes to work. Lynn Woods trying to steal $2 million from Kyle Rittenhouse. Are you kidding me? That's not how it works. I mean, again, I want to tell everyone that's, that's not listening. How it works. That's not how it works. Whoever puts up the bail money, that money goes back to them. There is no rightful owner for Kyle to gain control of that money. Matter of fact, in a 501c3 and a 501c4, and of which fight back is a 501c4, there is no rightful way that you could take that money and subrogate it over to Kyle Rittenhouse. It is not possible. It's illegal for a 501c4 to make a payment that that provides a personal benefit. It's not allowed. Correct. Correct. I didn't know that at the time when we were talking about this. At one point, I told Lawson Pettigo, I said, well, when we get this money back, we'll give it to Kyle and Wendy. He said, you can't do it, Lance. It's a 501c4. You cannot. You cannot. So I, I didn't know that. I learned that. But yeah. I, I know that I know that uh, fight back was the one involved. Why did the media, Tucker Carlson and many others, go out and start accusing Lynn Wood? It was fight back. And so he was in jail for 87 days. With the exception of three weeks, he was in a juvenile facility in Illinois. John Pierce, as the criminal lawyer, who had assembled a team of other criminal lawyers, John felt like he was safer there, because there were threats from Antifa or BLM to find him in a cell and kill him. And John thought he had a good habeas corpus petition. I didn't disagree. In fact, I thought it was smart. At the time of the atmosphere in this country, around the election, I thought Kyle might be at serious risk if he was in Kenosha. I talked to him two times. One time for a few minutes, two or three minutes, when he was in the juvenile facility. I asked him how he was doing. He said, Mr. Wood, I'm doing fine. I'm reading my Bible. I know God was with me that night. I said, how are they treating you? He said, I'm very comfortable. They have me uh, in my own place, segregated, and I feel safe. I'm fine. I said, hang in there, keep reading your Bible. The second time I talked to Kyle was for a brief few minutes again when he got out on bail, and he connected with me to tell me thank you. In the course of the entire time, I didn't spend five or seven minutes on the phone with Kyle Rittenhouse. Now he's going out and telling everybody I'm crazy. Wendy Rittenhouse, I noticed, was going around giving interviews claiming that she had these phone conversations with me where she was sobbing, begging fight back for an accounting. That's pure fiction. I talked to Wendy Rittenhouse one time that I recall where she thanked me, told me she loved me for what fight back was doing for her son. So what's going on here? David Fraudcock. I don't know how you overcome the mockingbird media that has, you know, a lie told a thousand times is still a lie. Right. But if you are a propagandist, you, you learn that if you tell a lie enough times, some people will believe it. They will. That's how the mockingbird yeah. media works. So if you look over the course of the last two years at every false allegation that's been made against me, A, B, C, D, E, Kyle Rittenhouse is all of a sudden the summary boy. He comes out and he hits me with A, B, C, D, E, F. Well, let's say things like that. I was that I was insane, saying that I was a believer that there was election fraud and there was none. 
saying falsely that I was somehow involved with QAnon, which I don't know what it is, except I have a good idea. It certainly doesn't exist as a legitimate group of people. He got he, he called every accusation. That's the wrap up. So I know exactly what they were doing. And Tucker Carlson was complicit in it. So was Fox. So was Dan Bongino. So was Sebastian Gorka, the man with a fake accent and fake medals. So was Marjorie Taylor Greene. And so was Charlie Kirk of Turning Point USA. People that we have been led to believe were on our side or not on our side. People say, well, Wood, you're creating division. I'm not creating division. I'm exposing a division that was initially built in by the enemy to infiltrate the patriot movement. They wanted us looking forward, shooting at the enemy, and half of our people were going to be behind us, shooting us in the back. I've been exposing the enemy within. And you've got to do that before you go to battle. Right. So we, we've, we've talked about, um, you know, the, I just want everybody to understand that when you're trying to, re, to, to, to run a color revolution, and that's what's happening in this country. And you could say a lot of things. You can't call me a liar. I've never been a liar. I've never lied about anything ever. I never added or deleted anything to what happened with Eric Coomer. I never added or deleted anything that happened when I was there on January 5th in Washington or January 6th in Washington. Everything that I've said has been absolutely backed up by fact. And yet the mainstream media comes at me and says, oh, this is a conspiracy theorist. I'm not a theorist at all. And I don't speak unless I know about what I'm talking about. But in a color revolution, Lynn, you, you try to hit every point with, you know, every nail with the same hammer, right? And so they, they got all of these interviews put together for Kyle Rittenhouse. Kyle, Kyle, by the way, does not understand he is a man on his own island. He is, he is actually cooking his, own, I, he is cooking his own goose I right now. I, I, I got to tell you something. I, I, I have prayed for Kyle and Wendy. I even pray for David Hancock. I don't want anybody to go to hell. I, I pray for him. God knows, and God decides where he's going. Yeah. Not Lynn Wood. So knowing how bad hell is, if you read the Bible, I don't want anybody I know to go to hell, so I pray for even my enemies. But what happened here was a classic effort by the enemy to destroy someone that for some reason they fear, and I think that's because people know that know me, that have looked at the body of my life's work, that I'm a truth giver. I've always sought to aggressively find the truth to achieve justice. I did it for my clients for 45 years. So I'm a white hat. I've even heard now they're going to try to circulate a rumor that says I was a government informant. Nonsense. I exposed the deep state and the fake media before exposing the deep state and the fake media was cool. I started doing it in 1996 in the Richard Jewell case with the FBI. Which, the by the way, media. you worked for Je- Je- you worked for Richard Jewell for five years after he passed away. I never with, give up with no benefit. You, and I knew that I could not win. I knew I couldn't win his case because the deck was stacked against him in the Georgia appellate system. It's all run by politics, and the Atlanta Journal and Constitution, with Ann Cox Chambers and Cox Enterprises, still covers Dixie like the do. But I never gave up, and I had started in late 2019 to finish the job for Richard 
to hopefully get President Trump to give him a gold medal, the Presidential Medal of Freedom, the gold medal that the Olympics should have given him in 1996. I wanted to finish my representation of Richard Jewell with a win. Not for me, but for his legacy for Richard Jewell. So I don't quit. God instructs us to never quit. Well, and I think that because you don't quit when you're fighting for truth and justice because you're fighting for God's will. Just like you don't give up hope because hope is based on the expectation that God keeps his promises. He does. If you give up on hope, you've given up on God. If you quit fighting for truth, you're fighting, you're quitting the battle for God. So I've never quit. I never will until I go and see my Father in heaven, Jesus Christ, when I bow at his feet and declare him the Lord God Almighty. Then my battles will have ended, and I will be with him and my brothers and sisters in Christ, like old Joe Altman, in heaven for eternity. Life on earth is one grain of sand. Eternity is every grain of sand above and below the water of every ocean in the world. The grains of sand of eternity are not capable of being counted. They're infinite. People have been led to believe by the devil that this is it. Earth, get what you can, get it while you can. You're going to die when you're 60, 70, 80. That's the devil's lie. We're all going to live eternally. The question is where we're going to live. We're going to live in heaven or we're going to live in hell. If you follow Jesus Christ, you will end up in heaven. If you do not, you will end up in hell. Every word in the Bible is true. So, so Lynn, as we, it is, it is true. It is true. And, um, I will, I will tell you that I, I, I struggle with what's happening right now because, and I talk about color revolution because Kyle hit every one of them. Hey, I support BLM. Um, the election was not stolen. You know, I don't believe that. Oh, Lynn's crazy and wanted to, to, you know, can, you know, keep me in QAnon. Don't forget that. Yeah, on Yeah, so that you could, you could, you could go back, Joe, and pull all the fake articles that have been written about me over the past year. Kyle hit every one of the false accusations. All of them. All now, of, and, and and by the way, Kyle I spent time doing stumbled. this. I, I spent time out there, Lynn, looking up all of the the things, the controversies that they've associated with you since November of 2020. I mean, even before it, actually, there's one that came out in September of 2020. But I. So I, I spent all the time going through it, and they touched every bit of it, which just brings me back to the fact exactly. that, that that Tucker Carlson, these are the conclusions that I come to about Tucker Carlson, is that he had to have known. And then I find out he's friends with Hunter Biden. I could never be friends with a with a serial drug addict that, frankly, is that big a piece of trash. I would know. You would know. You don't just hang out with a guy well, like you that. Might, you might, Joe, but, but you might, as a follower of Jesus Christ, you might try to befriend that person to help him. And then when you realize that he's not going to be responsive, you would not throw your pearls at the swine. You'd move no. on to help someone else. No, and I, and so, I would, listen. Yeah. If I were, if I, if I ever, God forbid, I never was, but if I was in the type of trouble that Hunter Biden is in, I would hopefully learn that there's only one way out. Jesus Christ. So as a follower, yeah. you could reach out to try to help someone like him. But like I said, if you reach a point where you realize that you're not going to be effective, then you don't throw your pearls at the swine. You move on and 
you help other people. There's no doubt about what they did to me. And what's happened is I think while they thought they were going to tear me down, as I said earlier, they're going to build me up because people that are fair-minded, that go back and do the research and connect the dots, will draw one conclusion only. The boy is lying. And someone is using him that's connected with the deep state, David Hancock, whoever his bosses are, and all the people that put him on the air without calling me, they're all in it together. I worry about Kyle, and I said I prayed for him and Wendy. I know that when we had the film made by Mickey Willis that showed literally on video what happened from start to finish, I had two military people that looked at that film, and they said, wow, Kyle, Han- Kyle Rittenhouse cleared a jam on that AR-15 before that boy came at him with the gun that I couldn't have cleared. How did Kyle know how to do it? The gun had just been loaned to him earlier that day. I pray that we do not find out that Kyle was himself involved in a white, a black, a black hat psyop in Kenosha. I pray that he was an innocent victim and God gave him the ability to shoot those people. I pray that we do not find that Kyle was part of a psyop. But I looked at him when I briefly saw what he was doing with Tucker. I knew that he had been found innocent at 12 o'clock that day all the emotion of being found innocent of two murder charges. And then all of a sudden, sometime that afternoon, he did this interview with Tucker Carlson. He was composed. He had his hair done differently. They were promoing that interview on Friday night. So they had to interview him sometime in the day on Friday, unless they did that interview before Friday. Think about it. So, we just don't know. We just don't know what. I don't know who got to him. I don't know who's putting the words in his mouth. I just know he's lying, and I know that every lie will be revealed. So I stand steady. I'm not going to be taken out. That's why I said they shot. They took a shot at me. They missed. I'm not the king, by the way. That was a, that was a reference to just generally what people say. Take a shot at the king. Don't miss. I'm not the king. The king of kings is Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. But I know what they did. I believe the truth will come out. You're telling it. Others will hear it. They will share it. We have put up our financials online months ago. Why didn't Tucker look at them? They show that we raised $2 million for Kyle. We spent $2.7 million. We have the itemized payments. We paid attorney's fees. We paid investigator expenses. We paid for the film by Mickey Willis, $60,000. Now, we did not know in the first month or so that we needed to focus on the $2 million bail. But the minute we found out, we went to work and we you got You did it. what you do. Yeah. Even using $600,000 of our general foundation money to get that boy out as quickly as possible. Does it hurt to hear him say that I somehow left him in jail to grift off of him? It does. But that's just what happens when you try to do good deeds. Sometimes, as they say, no good deed goes unpunished. But I didn't let it influence my feelings about Kyle until I learned something to the contrary about him. I knew what was being done to him. I knew he was in trouble the minute I heard that David Hancock had inserted himself into that family. I've heard from a person that was there firsthand that David Hancock is living with Wendy. 
All right, stop, stop what you just said. Stop, stop, stop. Back up. Back up. Hold on, Lynn. Hold on. (laughs) You just can't just drop that bomb and just walk out of the room. I'm not going to let you do it. No, 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 no. We're going to go back a little bit. I know that David Hancock is living with with Wendy Rittenhouse. That's what you said. I know that a credible credible witness (laughs) who was trying to help Kyle along with her husband, Dina Womack, contacted me and told me that Kyle and Wendy were shacking up told me that Dave was driving a brand-new Jeep, uh, I don't know if it was a Renegade or whatever, a brand-new Jeep vehicle that he'd gone out and gotten Kyle a very expensive thoroughbred retriever. Oh, my gosh. getting that money from Hold on a second. You're killing me. Hold on. Hold on. You're killing me. All right, let's back up for a minute. Guys, listen. Whoo. David, short stack, Hancock, fraudcock. Sorry, I think the guy's an absolute fraud because he doesn't tell the truth about anything, right? And he's been caught more times than Joe Lewis has been hit, but is now shacking up with, to use Lynn's words, Wendy Rittenhouse. Well, if he's not doing it right now, he has been doing it because Dina Womack had no reason to lie to me. And she told me that I had her permission to put it out because when she started raising questions about seeing what Dave was doing to the family, David Hancock started attacking her and her husband. And all of a sudden, when she said something about it on Twitter, she got suspended. David Hancock is a deep state operative. No question. I mean, I I actually don't know if it is a question, but I would say that David Hancock's not a good person at all. I'd say that 100%. That's why I pray for him. And I'd say it's 100% certain that he's a deep state operative. So old Dave, old Dave is, is giving his best now, and old Dave is going to find the truth is going to be revealed about him. In time, I believe old Dave is going to go to jail. That's where he belongs. I don't have to get it. When, when Jesus tells me that when they slap me, that's the devil. He wants you to slap him back. He studies your humanity. He knows how you're going to react. So when he slaps you up inside the face, instead of slapping him back, which is what he wants, you turn the other cheek. You do the opposite. The devil hates it. And then you stand because the Bible tells you that your God goes before you and God fights your battles for you and God will get the eye for the eye and the tooth for the tooth. God will get the eye for the eye and the tooth from the tooth from David Hancock. David Hancock needs to fear the Lord. If you know Jesus and you have a relationship with him, you know that to fear the Lord means to worship him and respect him and obey him. If you do not have a relationship with Jesus, fear the Lord means to fear the Lord. Be very, very afraid. God came to the earth on a donkey, a man of love and peace. When he returns, he comes on a white horse with literally fire and lightning in his eyes. His tongue is a spear. He goes through and takes out the battlefield of Armageddon with one breath summons every bird in the world to eat the carnage, and then he proceeds on a several-mile journey where he kills every being in sight. They say, I believe in the Bible, the blood is up to the bridle of the horse for the many miles. We will be riding behind him, but we won't kill anybody. He will do it because he is a God of wrath and vengeance. You do not mess with Almighty God. Amen. 
Amen. Okay, so we, we're I'm getting yelled at everywhere for not knowing about the 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 shack attack, the shacking up. I put Wendy it up on and, Telegram. You need to start reading my Telegram, Joe. What hey, listen, I, I I wish I would. I wish I could, but I've been in the middle of this fight, and I got access to more voting systems, and I have more. Uh, uh, county clerks and recorders coming forward saying, hey, we'll give you access to all the information and the machines. And I mean, this is happening all over the country. And, and even though they're not putting it out in the mainstream media, Lynn, we are getting to the bottom of this fraud because we already have all the evidence. We have it. And why you have all these distractings, distractions is because fires, not distractions, fires, is because they don't want us to concentrate on the one thing that will solve all the problems, and that is uncovering what happened in 2020 election and making sure those people are put to the gallows. They're actually executed We're, for crimes against our country for stealing the voice of the American people. Donald Trump has said publicly that he's not here to destroy democracy. He's here to save it. Yeah. In order to save democracy in America, you've got to remember what America is built on. We, the people, are the government. The people in the state and local and federal positions, they work for us. They're supposed to do what we tell them to do. This is a government of the people, by the people, and for the people. So our government, which has been taken over by communists, you can call them globalists, you can call them environmentalists, they're communists. They took over our government without firing a shot. They've been cheating on elections for at least 20 years. The chads that they had the uproar about in 20 that was to groom people to accept the computer voting machines. We have not been electing people. They have been selecting people that they wanted in office. So the government's not doing its job and responding to the will of the people to investigate the fraud. So the people are now investigating it themselves to reveal the truth. The consolation that I have is that I believe that when this is over and the public knows that they have seen the truth, that the election was stolen, then you're going to learn that the United States military has had the election re results the entire time. Man, I hope but they if do. They had revealed hope... It, if they had revealed it too early, people would have said the propaganda that they put out on Trump before the election. If he loses, he'll try to coup the country with the military. So he's had to let time go by, let the public learn the truth themselves. I believe that the military caught the cheat in November of 2018 in the midterms, caught it in, in November 2020, caught it again in Georgia in January of 21, caught it in California on September the 14th, caught it in Virginia on November the 2nd. That's five elections. If the military comes out and says they cheated with the computers in five elections, only one of those elections involved Donald Trump. You can't blame it on Trump, can you? No, you can't. And if they have confessions from people that admit that they were involved in the election fraud and treason, when that evidence is presented to the American public, the American public will know the truth. And we will unite again. Because we have to be united in case we are attacked by a foreign foe. And there's plenty of foreign foes in this country right now that are ready to attack us to take over our government. You cannot take over this country unless you either control the military or you can defeat the military. Donald Trump is acting to unite this country in case we are attacked. That's why I think you see him making decisions you don't understand. He can't do something right now that drives division away. He's got to keep us united because united we stand, divided we fall. 
I believe that Donald Trump, when this is over, will be on Mount Rushmore as the greatest president to ever serve. Will we praise him? No, we will exalt him. But when this all happens, we will give all the praise and all the glory to Almighty God because he is a jealous God. We're going to know that he did it. We're going to know that he's real again. I've said it for two years. This is the second harvest. The world is getting ready to change. It's going to get worse before it gets better. In the words of the Jeremiah, I think the God is going to take this nation down to the near point of destruction. And then when we turn our faces back to him, he's going to restore the soul of this nation. And America will finally do what God created America to do. I believe America will lead the world to freedom. Freedom being important to Almighty God because it's the freedom to believe in Jesus Christ without persecution. You know, I, I, I bring this up, John uh, 15, 17 through 19. This is my command to you, love one another. If the world hates you, understand that it hates me first. If you were of the world, it would love you as its own. Instead, the world hates you because you are not of the world, but have chosen you out of the world. So we got to wrap up, Lynn. Uh, you have any final words for us as we go forward? I, I do well, want to tell you, I, I continue to pray for you every day. And, um, please do. You know, I'm from the south side of heaven, which some people don't like because I, I speak in, uh, I, I don't know. I'm, I, I, you speak I'm not, the way God intended for you to speak. Yeah, I'm not a violent well, person, but I'm, I'm ready for the fight. Well, let me, let, me, let me say this in closing, coming off of what you just said. When people look at me and say, how do you endure all this, this persecution, literally where it feels like they want to nail me to a cross and crucify me? I remember the man that they did nail to the cross and crucify. That man had healed the masses, the multitudes. He had performed more miracles than John said there was parchment to write them in the Bible. They took the body of that man's life work which is only for good. And they put him on a cross and they crucified him. But what people think is that from the movies that he was up in the air on the cross, at the time they crucified people when they crucified Jesus, they tied him to a tree. So when the people walked by with his blood in his eyes, they looked him square in the eye and they spit out on him and they cursed him. He did that for me and you. There's nothing they can do to me that even come close to what Jesus endured for us. And he did it as a matter of love and a gift. You can't earn it. You can't talk your way into it. He did it because he loves his children. So I'll get through this because I've got Jesus sitting here right here with me. I love him, but I'm amazed at how much he loves me, so much so that I cannot comprehend it with the human mind. So we're brothers in Christ. I appreciate you giving me a great opportunity to tell the truth about what happened here. There's more to be told. In time, every lie will be revealed, and truth will prevail over lie. How do I know that's so? Because the Bible tells me so. Every word in the Bible is true. I love you, Joe Altman. God I love bless you. I love you, too. I want to, before you get off the phone, Lynn, before you get off the phone, I want to share this picture with everyone, and then I'll, I'll wrap up afterwards. But this picture is of me with Miles. 
<laughs> oh, I know I, that picture. <laughs> I fell, I fell asleep, and Miles decided when I was staying at Tamatli that uh, she that she wanted to hang out with me. So Miles literally uh, has that big smile on her face. You can go ahead and take it down. I was just showing that picture. Well, remember, I, remember this: that, that that God works in opposites. So we have a dog, and if you reverse dog, it's God. Yeah. And the dog is a lot like God on earth because the dog loves you unconditionally. You can kick that dog and be mean to that dog. He'll forget it and he will forgive you. He loves you unconditionally. He'll give you companionship and he will protect you. There's nothing better than a dog. God bless you, Lynn. Have a great weekend. All right. You too. Bye-bye. That is Lynn Wood on the phone with me. And, uh, you know, I've spent a lot of time uh, talking with Lynn. I spent a lot of time talking to everyone in the, the movement to find accountability in what happened in November of 2020. And frankly, to find accountability in our society and in our communities, because we don't seem to have a lot of it. But I, I want you to know that we are winning. And when I say that we are winning, I, I often have a smile on my face. People go, how can you be, how can you have joy? How can you have joy in the middle of all this? The, the world is burning down around us. The stock market is crashing up and down. They got this new variant that makes you want to fall asleep. <laughs> uh, we have all this stuff happening. Critical race theory, gender fluidity. We got the crazies running out there. Men dressing up like women and trying to convince you that they're actually a woman and trying to trick people into, I don't even know what. I don't even want to go there. Ah, but you have all of these things that are happening, and yet I still have joy. I still have a smile on my face. It doesn't mean I'm always smiling. It doesn't mean I always like the direction that we're going in. It doesn't even, it doesn't even mean that I don't see some of the just bad stuff that's happening in our society. I just refuse to center my life on that. I recognize that I have two hands and two feet, and God's blessed me with an amazing amount of gifts. And frankly... My life has been one amazing book. Like I look at any chapter in my book, I'm, I'm this poor kid from D.C. How the heck did I get to the point where I was a tech CEO? I was a negotiator in the Middle East and Africa. I've saved lives. I've served underprivileged environments. I played football and had fun. Still to this day, I still get out there and sling a ball at 60 yards on a string. How do I have the ability to do all those things? How is it that, that I'm even able to have gone through the things that I've gone through in my life. How? It's not possible. But with God, anything is possible. And I'm in the middle of this fight, and I didn't want to be in it. I'd rather have just gone off and done my deal and been a tech CEO and owned gun stores and ranges and other stuff and had a lot of fun. But that wasn't the path that God put me on. And frankly, there are days that I woke up and I felt sorry for myself through all this because I'm like, I didn't want to be here. I don't want to follow this path. This isn't the path that I want to be on. I didn't ask for this. I certainly didn't want it. I get pissed off sometimes. I wake up at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, and I got to get to work and get stuff done. And I'm building, we're building Pydoxa to help, you know, have this uncancelable platform. If, if you realize what you did nine years ago and starting a company and building it up, it's a lot of hard work. You got to show up every day. And in the middle of that, I got to run over here and, and navigate some of the personalities that we face between each other in this fight to save our nation. And I still have joy. I come back to the fact that I still have joy. And I think I, I have joy because Jesus is, 
it means something to me that Jesus died for us. It means something he walked up the hill to his death. It means something to me. It means something to me that the sacrifice that I make is it's not that big a deal. In, in comparison, it's not that big a deal. And what's the worst thing they can do? Take my, away my birthday? Take away my reputation? Well, they've done that. And I still have my character, the thing that God judges you by. So as I tell you to step in the gap, as I tell you that we're winning, as I tell you, as you go into this weekend and you want to come down and you see all the bad things that are happening and, you know, Tucker Carlson and his friends with, with Hunter Biden, I couldn't be. I couldn't be. But you see that stuff, and then you see the story with, with Kenosha and, and Kyle Rittenhouse and the fact that they set up all the dominoes, and some Americans just fell for it. That's when I just want you to realize that you know you're over the target when they intensify the fight, when they start making it about and letting some punk kid who killed four people, murdered four people, when they make that the story and they ignore the reality of the election being stolen. And look, four people that lost their lives, it, it, there are evil people among us because we allow evil not to have accountability. We, frankly, we allow some parents to be parents and they never should have been parents because they haven't learned that thing called tough love and they haven't learned to stand up for what's right. So I just want to encourage you. I want to tell you that God loves you. I love you. I'm certainly in this fight because of you. And the reason why I fight for this country and generations that I'll never know and cut my life short and put myself in a bad position is because you're worth it. This country's worth it. And the sacrifice that came before us is worth it. So, hey, God bless you. This Conservative Daily Podcast, we probably should say it's brought to you by uh, uh, Mike Lindell and MyPillow. You can use promo code CD21. That's Charlie David 21 Save up to 66%. Also, the slippers are 30% off right now. And the pillow topper, if you buy it, it's 50% off um, uh, for a limited time. So with that code, CD21. So lots of cool things that you can get. The sheets are great. I just had some more pillows shipped into me. Um, and frankly, if you have the pillow and they're six months old, eight months old, that's the one thing you should take care of is what you lay your, lay your head on. So God bless you all. This has been another episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Joe Altman. Have a great weekend. God bless you. And um, stay in the fight because it's worth it. You're worth it. And I'm just proud to be shoulder to shoulder with you. Until Monday. <laughs>